Hi, and welcome to another episode of The Leadership Enigma. I know I can't believe it. We're now over the 100 episode. Mark and Lisa is smiling at me already, which is great. A fellow podcaster, but we'll come on to that. Listen, there's been a lot of debate during the pandemic in relation who's actually struggled the most. Has it been the introverts or has it been the extroverts? But even if you're an introvert, you know, sometimes there are things that you must speak out about. So I'm really looking forward to this episode because this is about the introverted activist. And there's going to be a great story. You do not want to miss this. Come back to me just after this when we talk to the wonderful Lisa Hurley, who's a writer, who's a speaker, who's an activist, who is a fellow podcast host as well. And we have to stick together through all these. So come back to me just after this. During constant change, your leadership has never been more important to create a better and more inclusive world. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, a podcast for the insatiably curious to explore the power of human-centered leadership to create real momentum for positive and sustainable change. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we speak to global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors as we discover that success leaves clues. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. Well, there you go. After that introduction, and we were bopping slightly, weren't we, Lisa? I must admit, it's absolutely yes. brilliant to welcome you. It's a huge, warm welcome to the Leadership Enigma. Thank you. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm good, thanks. And thank you very much for inviting me on. Um, very happy to be here and sort of d- dive into this with a fellow podcaster. Well, right? exactly. And we were, in some ways, we were we were fellow spirits thrown together where we were both featured. So congratulations to you. We were both featured, weren't we, in Podcaster Inc. And as soon as I saw um, your podcast and, and read a little bit about your story, uh, I reached out straight away. I had to. And then I know that we connected ever so briefly a few weeks ago. And you're on the East Coast, I believe. That's right, isn't it? Yes, uh, in, in Jersey, United States, and um, just trying to trying to make it through you know, the United States right now. There's, there's a lot. There is a lot. I, I think I we're going to... That's, gonna... not, that's not this podcast, but there's a lot going on. I always say there's another episode there, and boy, oh boy, is there another episode there. There really is. Um, but no, but it's wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you know what? I always like to start at the beginning and, and you've got a great story as well. We're going to talk about, I'm going to ask you questions about your, your podcast and, and we're going to talk about the, the introvert in you. We're also going to talk about the really important activist in you as well and how all of these things blend together. But just tell us a little bit about your story because there's always a great story which leads us to this point. So take us from where you would like us to start. Okay, so um, in terms of podcasting specifically, and my journey as an activist, let, let's start there because otherwise the backstory is too long. So <laughs> let's start there, <laughs> right? And so, like like many uh, people, um, including I think I think yourself, I started this podcast, the Introvert Sisters, uh, along with my actual real real life sister yeah. uh, Sharon Hurley Hall. We started it as a passion project uh, during the pandemic. Um, of course, around that time as well, as, as we all know, uh, in, in addition to the pandemic, there was a, another sort of continuing ongoing pandemic, which was um, you know, police brutality uh, in the United States, uh, which culminated in the um, uh, tragic murder of George Floyd. And so initially when my sister and I started this podcast, I mean, you can tell from the name, it's the Introvert Sisters. And we yeah. thought, oh, we're just going to talk about 
about introversion and what it's like to be, you know, one, one of the quiet girls and one of the quiet black girls, because typically, um, you know, black, black girls and black women are thought of as being a bit um, sort of, you know, hyped and, and boisterous and sassy. And, you know, <laughs> although although we might have all of those elements, that's not necessarily as an introvert where our sweet spot is. And gotcha. so we wanted to shine light on on the experience of being a black introvert. But then George Floyd happened. Yeah. Right. And the riots happened and the the protest happened, protests happened. And we realized that we actually can't. We, we there was no way to separate our identities. Right. The word intersectionality exists for a reason. And so the intersectionality between us being um, black and introverted and female and, and all of that came together. And we realized, OK, we can't actually be silent about what's happening um, in the world. We can't narrow our focus only to introversion. We have to be able to articulate and express everything. And and if we are, I I, I definitely thought, you know, if if I am dealing with with balancing all of this with with yep. how do I make sense of this? You know, I'm definitely not the only person thinking those thoughts. And so our audience must be as well. And let's let's be be real. Um, and be be in touch and actually speak to the breadth of what our audience um, in, is interested in. And this was exactly why I reached out almost mm-hmm. immediately when I, I learned more about what it was that you were doing from Podcast to Inc. And then when we had that that brief conversation, albeit a couple of weeks ago, let me take things in stages because they're they're all interconnected w- without yes. a doubt, as, as you say. Let me start with what prompted you to start a podcast in lockdown because that's exactly what I did and and I I panicked slightly as an extrovert in lockdown thinking mm. I can't get on a plane I can't do a lot of the deliveries I was doing I won't see right. people how do I stay relevant how do I stay connected oh my god I'm panicking I need to keep look I need to do something I'll start a podcast right so, so how did you come about starting a podcast well, now that's interesting because it sounds like if you started to stay stay in touch sort of stay stay connected yeah and i guess in one sense um that was part of it yep. in that okay i live a relatively solitary life to be honest as an introvert i'm sure that is not a surprise to anyone um but i'm still a human being um my sister's a human being we both needed connection and it, it was a weird time it was. and so we didn't necessarily maybe maybe unlike you and other extroverts we didn't necessarily want to cut to we didn't miss being physically out in the world and connecting with people in that way, but we definitely missed each other. Right. Right. Um, and so this was a way of making sure, okay, we're, we're actually in constant, uh, constant connection and communication. And where's she located? Where's your sister located? She's uh, in Barbados. Oh, I'm jealous already. Yeah, she's, she's British born. Right. Um, and, and lived there and lived there for years. But at one point, you know, she and her husband decided, yeah. Let's go where it's warm. Well, I can see why. That's for sure. <laughs> right? So, so, like, so you were physically, you were in different places. You were separated we were, we were physically. In pla- right. We were in different places. Um, and it's, it's not to say that we didn't speak frequently. We actually did. But this was a way of making sure right. that almost on a daily basis, we were in contact. Gotcha. So, right. right. Especially, especially I think for, for me, you know, it, it, um, a lot of people who live a solitary life, it's easy to sort of slip into that. Or, you know, I, 
I don't need any human being. I don't need any human contact. So it was so it, it, that that was part of it, right? right? Um, the other part was honestly it was something we had always dreamed of doing. Um, you know, we are blessed to have a close and healthy and harmonious sibling relationship. But not every not everybody is is blessed that way. We happen to be, and we're very grateful for it. And so we actually always wanted to work together. Yeah. Um, we wanted to work together. We'd always been too busy, but hey, now we're on. We're, it's, it's a nice way of down. working together. We have we have nothing but time right now, right? So <laughs> true. So right. So let's start it. So it was a combination of factors: um, a dream that we had always had, and finally getting the opportunity to bring it to fruition, along with sort of the the emotional psychological um, strategy of making sure to find a way to stay in touch during this very um, uncertain and unprecedented time. Yeah, and it's not just the pandemic we're talking about now as well. Yeah. Now, yeah. L- let me talk to you also about, because now we've got an introvert and an extrovert doing a podcast together, which is brilliant. I love that. I now, love it. Now, many people listening are introverts. Now, they might be introverted in, in various ways, or they're working with or leading or being led by introverts. So tell us a little bit about What's it like to be introverted and how was it during the pandemic? Okay, so introverts uh, typically, it's, it's, it can be thought of as a, basically how someone is wired, Yeah. right? So whereas a lot of extroverts, they're energized, can be energized by human connect, connection. When I say human connection, like actually being physically around other human beings, right? Um, for introverts, though we we might sometimes enjoy that experience, the, the sensory input gets to be too much. And um, so it can actually drain us after a while. Right. Too too much, too much um human communication. It's overloading. Uh, yeah, it, it, it gets to be overload. Gotcha. Overloading. Now for my myself as well, I'm also neuro, neurodivergent. I'm also an HSP, which is high, high, right? ADHD. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> a highly sensitive person. So you see, and this this is the beauty of this podcast, right? Yeah. Because on paper, on paper, there should be no alignment between you and I, but but there is. It, you it, see what it, I'm saying? And that, uh, that's people need, well, I'm going to come on to this as well because do you, yeah. do you know what? People don't see or explore or are curious about how they're connected. Yes. You and I are very different in the way we look and our upbringing, mm-hmm. but we were curious from the first second. Yes. And straight away, we had a connection, and now we're doing this podcast together. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I wish more people would do that, right? I do, I do. Um, it, it, it's so necessary. And, um, you know, what, going back to the question that you asked me before yeah. about introvert, introverted leaders. Yes. Um, okay, so... The thing about introverts is we tend, we're very internally driven and internally focused. There's always a lot, like right right now, you and I are talking. Yep. There's 10, 20 other things going on in my brain at the same time. Doesn't mean I'm not focused on this, right? Um, and I'm, I'm sure you I'm sure you have an understanding of how of how that works as well, right? But you're very internally focused. You're always analyzing. Um, but that means that we are great. Uh, we can be great strategists, right? And so often the introverts in the office are the people 
thinking, okay, how can I come up with a solution? How can I get this done? What's the most efficient way? We might not necessarily be speaking about it out loud. But it's going on but, in the background. But it's going on in the yeah. background. And yeah, and then we're going to, you know, send that, send that power email. Okay, here are my recommendations. Here's here's what I've been thinking. Here's here are my recommendations. And we're probably also the, the person that can either implement or lead a team uh, to, to implement the solution as well. Right. And so just because um, someone is not necessarily the first person to speak up uh, doesn't mean that they don't have leadership ability, doesn't mean that they're not um, that they're not involved, that they're not act- that their brain isn't activated, that they're not really um, energized. It just exp- is expressed in a different way. And and it may well be that the introverts are the ones who are solving the actual problem, as opposed yes. to the extroverts who are battling each other in order to speak. <laughs> um, I am going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but saying that have, might be the case, right? Might be, might be. I do have experience of that. And, you know, it, it can be another thing that um issue that, my sister and I like to bring attention to is inclusivity because often introversion is not thought of in the discussion around, you know, leadership discussions around right. DEI, around in- inclusivity. Um, introverts are not, are not considered, right? Because most, most, when you think about it, most offices are set up to cater to extroverts. I don't, I don't know if anyone, like if, if you really sit and think about it, it's like, yeah, open plan offices, um, the need for instant responses to everything. You know, if you, and if you don't respond instantly, that means that you're not, you, you, you don't, you're disengaged and you don't want to be involved in the conversation. Right. Right. Um, as opposed to, no, maybe it's just that the person is thinking, um, ruminating, strategizing, and after that will come up uh, w- with a solution. But, you know, often introverts aren't even given the opportunity you right. know, and so yeah, there there is a lot of being talked uh, spoken over, um, but you know, you you get used to it. <laughs> well, I, I hope I'm I'm doing a better job in listening or, <laughs> with this one. And, um, I'm very mindful. I'm very me. mindful. You're not talking over me. <laughs> no, at least let me ask you a question. Uh, during the pandemic, obviously Zoom, the use of Zoom, and we're using it now, exploded, right. and and many platforms. Was that a leveler? for introverts or did it also throw up its own unique challenges for an introvert now on a platform-based system with lots of extroverts? Um, in some ways it was a leveler Okay. in that, in that, uh, it's, I have found it easier, not all the time, but in general, it's easier to, to be heard, right? You can click, you can click the raise your hand button, you can you can um, hi- highlight your profile if you want to on, on Teams, for example, yep. um, and and sort of make your presence felt that way. And something about the presentation of actually looking at everybody's face on screen, um, it kind of forces you to, in some ways, to p- to pay attention. You have to you have to stare at the screen, right? Right. Um, and so, in some ways, it has been a leveler to help more introverts be heard. Right. And um, and not get um, sort of sidelined in, in conversations as much. On the other hand, 
uh, Zoom fatigue. And I don't know if this is necessarily an introvert, extrovert, an introversion thing, um, but Zoom fatigue is real. Yeah, I agree. Right? <laughs> no, I'm with you. Right? It is a real thing. And after a while, being on camera uh, constantly uh, can can be draining. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm not sure if that is uh, introverts only or if it is general, uh, but that's definitely something that I've experienced where at some point you just want to turn the camera off because it actually the brain functions differently when you know you're you're staring at the screen there are all of these uh you know little little boxes with, with people in them and processing that actually takes more work than sitting in a room with people because the brain has to work harder because you're missing all of the body language yeah. cues you're missing um I hate to use this term, but like feeling the energy in the room, yeah. no, <laughs> so to speak, right? Uh, and so you, your brain has to work harder, and therefore that's part of the reason why it becomes more tiring. Gotcha. So yeah. where, where and how do you get your energy? So many times if I'm feeling a little low, I'll get my energy from being with other people. How do you recharge your batteries? Where do you get your energy from? The exact opposite. Right. <laughs> I thought you might say that. You thought, I know, I know. That, that was a, a nice setup for me. Thank you. That, thanks for handing that one to me. But definitely, definitely the opposite. Um, I need alone time right. like fish need water, okay. you know? And not every introvert is like that, but I would say 99.999%. You know, um, how introverts typically recharge is by... Um, basically by seclusion, downtime, alone time. Um, again, for me, when you also layer in the neuro neurodivergence and, and HSP, then, you know, it's like I also need like, you know, comforting fabrics. Yes, I absolutely um, might use a blanket. Right. You know, for, for example, just you, you just want that feeling of being cocooned. You want that experience of less, um, less input, basically. Okay. Less right? stimuli. Let, let, let few, yes. Let, gotcha. Less stimuli. So dim lights, soft textures, silence, aloneness. Right. And that's how you reach out. And then, but that, that fuels you to be able to go out into the world again, because the, 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 the goal is not to just spend time in your cocoon. That, that, that is not the goal. The goal is to spend time there, get energized, so that then, then, then you can go and do the things. Yeah, recharging the battery in many ways. And we all need Charging. to recharge. Yeah. I think this is so important because there are so many people, I hope, listening, who work with people, are led, lead groups of people where there must be mm -hmm. introverts and extroverts. And it mm -hmm. touches upon, doesn't it? How do you get the best out of the individuals and out of the collective and how do you be inclusive when you're much more mindful of understanding the contribution that everybody can make but the different yeah. things that we need and we've, we're having that yeah. conversation but that's a real that is a real inclusivity piece isn't it for any leader it, it really is and it, it comes down to really getting to know your team right um every leader it's, it's important to get get to know each individual on your team, get to know their strengths. Um, and in my, my view is in general, in general, um, of course, it's always great to give people stretch goals. That, that's another conversation. But in general, let people play to their strengths. Yeah. Right. And so let, let, let people and, and the strength, their strengths are actually probably what you hired them for. 
right? And so, I don't know, let's say in a case of, you know, you and I, you and I are on a team, right? Maybe I'm the research person, you're the presentation person. If, if for, yeah. for example, if, if, if it's a case like that, you know, we're, we're going to, to present to a client, not, not that I can't do a presentation, clearly I can, but are you probably going to be a thousand times better? Absolutely. No, no problem with that. But will I get you all of the research and data and foundations and put together the power? Like I'll do all of that. Fill in all the gaps then, that I've left. And then, and then, then you, you go work the magic and it's, it's not, um, it's not pitting one set of capabilities against the other. It is using the diversity of capabilities to make the team stronger. No, agreed. And some of the parts, no. isn't it? Yes, some of all the parts. And and really, this is a nice segue because I also wanted us to talk about, when we talk about the podcast, we talk about the introvert sisters, and then we talk about, we talk about the, the activism piece, where there are things happening in the world, which has gone bonkers, which need speaking about. And when you and I spoke, mm-hmm. this was a conversation I really, really wanted us to have because we're on different sides of the world, really. We're very mm-hmm. different. I'm a white middle-aged male and with Black that I, uh, and, <laughs> and and I said to you as well didn't I I said I was a former cop as well and we mm-hmm. spoke only briefly about some of the things that were going on in America and I said to you that actually it, it broke my heart on a human level and even someone right. who's worn the blue uniform yes broke my heart and I said I need to have this conversation it's mm-hmm. too important so tell me a little bit about the introverted activist, because I know you're doing so much work at the moment and it's work that must be done and yes. actually can never stop, Lisa. It can't, it can't, it can't stop. It can't. So tell it us can't. a little bit about where this is coming from and why you're so passionate and, and how people can make a difference. Okay, so let's start with the introversion piece, yep. um, which, you, which you kind of, um, we, you know, we kind of touched on a, a second ago in that, my, my sweet spot actually is really writing. Right. Yes. Right? Even though, even though, yes, I'm a podcaster. Yes. I now, um, as you would have seen, have a TV show. I saw <laughs> like, that. I'm going to come well, on to that, right? I'm like, how did that happen? But, you know, very grateful. But my, my sweet spot is, um, is, you know, the, 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 the thinking and the, and the, and the writing and doing activism um, via words. And that, that is how I started. But, the lift is so big and the, the problem is so huge. Um, I couldn't limit my voice to one outlet or one platform. Right. As you said, had to, had to keep going, had to keep growing. Uh, and for me, again, you know, being an introvert, yes, absolutely. There's a part of me that really, that prefers to be quiet. Like I said, you know, in a scenario where there's, a, you know, let, let me do the research and you you go out, you go out, Adam, and, and you know, you do, you do the presentation. Um, but part of, part of leadership is often, unfortunately, being a, a little uncomfortable. Yep. Agreed. Right. Uh, you have to step out of and step out of your comfort zone, um, grow into a new comfort zone and then keep growing. Like the, you know, the, the discomfort growth cycle keeps going and going and going. Right. Um, and so, yes, I'm an introvert. Yes. I prefer to only, you know, in an quote unquote ideal world, only do writing, but yeah. we are not, we are far from living in an ideal world. We are. And so therefore, yes, I do write. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the podcast 
guest on podcasts uh with tv like show yourself. tv <laughs> tv show it's listen that is still such a shock to me like i i, I haven't actually processed it fully yet because by the time by the time uh this you know this episode goes out i think i will have been a host for the grand total of i don't know a, a few days <laughs> it, it's got to start somewhere <laughs> gotta start gotta start somewhere you know i have i have a few episodes uh in in the can and so those are going to be those are going to be out soon right uh, you know but, but you'll see them because we're connected but the 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 why i continue to step out of my comfort zone why continue to say yes to experiences and opportunities um that might not seem like a natural fit for an introvert is because of the work is because of the of of the the passion and because of what needs to be done and what needs to be solved for right you mentioned that you used to as you put it you used to wear the blue uniform and some of what you saw and you have seen and are still seeing going on breaks your heart as a human being right yeah um and i i clearly you know i've never worn the uniform but i you know i too i'm i'm, I'm a human being with a heart that is disturbed by by what's going on in the world and i just simply cannot keep silent and so it is that passion and it is that more than a desire it's almost like it's 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 a sense of purpose right yeah it is not something it's not waking up one day and deciding oh you know i want to be i don't know i want to be an influencer on instagram and nothing is wrong with that if that's what you want to do right <laughs> more power to you <laughs> right um that that is absolutely valid but but for me it's the sense of purpose right it is the sense of purpose that drives me and and that gives me impetus to break through um break through what some might regard as a limit i don't regard it as a limit but but some people might okay. right so i push past sort of my natural bent to be on my own and to be a bit more quiet i push push through that i push past that past that and i do the work gotcha now, because of the yeah the the the, the lift is heavy and it, it had the work has to be done now obviously and again we spoke briefly when we chatted a few weeks ago george mm -hmm. floyd was a moment in time which was a catalyst i want you to tell me what did that do for you in relation to that feeling of purpose because it whilst it was a moment in time it mm -hmm. wasn't the single moment because there have been many right. incidents uh, let's let's be honest all over the world which have yes. which have need people to stand up and say no that isn't mm -hmm. good enough not on any level especially mm -hmm. a human level so i'm mindful that, that george's murder was a catalyst but help me yes. understand what that did to fuel your purpose and you and the work that you're doing at the moment in relation to speaking up and making mm -hmm. a difference mm -hmm. i'm trying i'm trying to figure out the best way to answer that right because as as you rightly said it's not you know there you can think back there was you know rodney king there, there was emmett till like you can you can just keep going back and going back yeah. in history right so it's a moment it wasn't the moment was it, it? was it's, not the it's, moment it's a, it was which actually a, is heartbreaking in itself as we oh say my gosh, it, 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 completely heartbreaking and i think i think part of it was just i i, I don't know the the 
just seeing it. I, I actually, for example, you know, um, I, I did mention Rodney King, for example. Yep. I have tried my best over the years, right? I, I've never watched that video from start to finish because I, I know myself it would, you know, it haunt me at night, right? right? Um, it was, it was not just seeing what happened, but also seeing the look on the policeman's face because he looked into, he knew that he was being recorded and he looked into the camera daring people is how I interpreted it. Right. Right. Daring people sort of um, almost knowing that he could do this with impunity. Right. Right. Which is why he just, he just looked up at the camera, um, you know, now, and it was over eight yeah, minutes. This, this, is, this is my interpretation. I mean, I know he didn't actually smirk, but you know, I, I interpreted that, you know, from from his 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 energy was was very um, what are you gonna do? I'm untouchable. And I think that I think that was what drove me. I, I was like, this is this is um this cannot stand. And as one person, you think, okay, well, can I make a difference? Yes, you absolutely can. As one person, you can't solve it all. None of us individually can, but collectively, all of us using our platforms, our voices, um, bit by bit, we can we can advocate for change. And so I think it was actually, yeah, it was definitely seeing um, just just the, the the policeman and him sort of basically knowing that he could get away with it. And that, and, that drove me to start. And and again put this into the context of mm-hmm. of being as you say a, a black female mm-hmm. in a community mm-hmm. which maybe is not as inclusive as it should be describing it wrongly i know but tell me a little no, bit not. about about <laughs> what's the objective now because you say one can one person make a difference yes they can mm-hmm. and then you, and you hope the collective where's the journey going or hopefully going okay so if I could wave a magic wand, I'm sure many of us are there. Obviously, you wave a magic wand and all of the ills of the world would disappear overnight. Yeah. Right. Um, but that is not where we are. And so the magic wand waves very slowly. And the magic wand um, is waved by each individual contributing um, whatever their unique well, they can. Uh, gift is. Right. Um, I happen to be blessed with the gift of being able to wrangle words, as I call it. Right. And so I use that gift. Yeah. Um, the, the end goal, obviously, is is ultimately for there to be no more racism. Now, I don't I you know, I am not naive. Uh, that's not happening in our lifetime. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's not it's not happening for generations to come, but it has to be the, the, the journey has to be. I was going to say begun. I mean, the journey has started by, you know, was started by generations before us. Yep. Um, but we are here now. It's our it's our turn now. We have to make a contribution now. Keep and the momentum. So, oh, right, exactly. We have to, we, you know, kick, kick the ball a bit a bit for the what the, the basket a bit further down the road. Yeah. Right. And so the goal is to do whatever you can to make it a bit better for generations coming behind us. And so I do write a lot and speak a lot about anti-racism, but really it's about um, inclusion of all kinds, right? Um, I am anti-anything that 
um, adversely affects human beings. Um, you know, I recently wrote a post, uh, for example, about mental me- mental health, yeah. right? Which is uh, something that I also deal with. Um, again, a lot of companies are not inclusive. A lot of leaders are not inclusive when it comes to managing employees um, who might be dealing uh, with with mental health issues. Where is this going? How must people help? And that's now people. And that's people Mm -hmm. like you and me who are different, Mm -hmm. who look different, who live in different countries. Because as you say, this isn't a white or a black thing. This isn't a female or a male thing. This is a humanity thing. And if we actually can't see commonality and look after each other, then we're, we're in real trouble. I think we're in real trouble anyway, but that's another episode, isn't it? We are. It is another episode. <laughs> I'll come we on to your show. Five, uh, we have about five episodes based I, I, on this one. Already. We may have invented the whole new podcast, I think, actually. Right? So help me help the listeners understand that. For me, again, I, I racism and all the other isms <laughs> yep. cannot be ended, cannot be ended in our lifetime, but it is imperative as a good human being to do your part to do your part, to make it better for the generations coming behind us. As an individual, f- for me, it, 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 it is absolutely part of my purpose. It is part of what helps me sleep a little bit better at night, knowing, okay, at least today you did something to contribute to help make the world a better place. Right. But but it is, not, it is not an individual battle, however, right? Each of us have work, each of us has work to do, um, but it's the, in, you know, individuals making part of the collective, yeah. right? So it is not you staying with your podcast and me staying with mine and near the twain shall meet. No, it's us coming together, right? And saying, okay, how can we, how can we build together? How can we get more of this message out there? How can we uh, co- collaborate, reach, reach more of an audience together? And so the, the collaboration, um, across apparent differences right i say apparent differences and yes on one level i'm that you know i'm an anti-racism activist right so on one level yes race race is a construct but it's real in terms of one's experience mm-hmm. right um on a broader more universal spiritual level um we are all the same right at a, at a deeper level and so from that level that's where people you know you you like you and i can come together and do do some work together you know today and and hopefully again in the future yeah. and push the push that needle forward um and it is imperative to me that that others do the same right everybody has something that they can do and do is the is the active is the active word here, yeah. right? Verbs. I'm a fan of verbs. Anybody yeah. who's been following the, the me, doing. the doing, the doing, right? Not I mean, the rhetoric, wanna, right? You need the faith and you need the works, right? I agree, <laughs> right? So it is it is about the the doing, and it's why I often say ally is a verb, right? And so it's all very well and good for people to proclaim themselves as allies. That's wonderful, right? But what have you done? Yeah. What have you done? What are you doing? Have you um, been in a meeting where there's uh, one sole lonely 
black employee that's that's being you know that's being harassed or marginalized in some way or that is experiencing microaggressions and have you spoken up there in person at that time and says no not on my watch this this um this cannot take place this cannot stand right have you actually done something to intervene yeah for example i i had i've had john amici a couple of times on the show and also dr randall pinkett and Mm -hmm. and john spoke very passionately. In fact, his videos have been seen by millions via the BBC. He talked about it's not now good enough to be not racist. It's about being anti-racist yes. because it's the doing that's now necessary. Not doing. the not the I'm. I would never dream of being involved in such behaviour. It's now being, as you say, the doer, the real ally to say mm-hmm. no, not on my watch. I yes. will stand up for that. I will speak up against that. That's really what you're talking about, isn't it now? Yeah. Yeah. Because let, let me, let me put it into perspective yeah. uh, for you in terms of, of, of doing right. I mean, it, it means that you have to have some skin in the game. I don't know any other way to put it, yeah. but that, right. There, there is risk involved. Um, for me, uh, when I started this journey in terms of risk, uh, okay. At the time I had actually lost my job again, won't go into detail, but racism may or may not have been involved. I'll just leave it there. Right. Right. <laughs> but um, point was that I was, uh, I was actually unemployed at the time that I started my podcast. Right. And at the time that I started speaking, being more vocal. Right. And my risk, the risk for me was, is anybody going to hire? <laughs> right. Who is going to hire me? And then, I, and then I thought, okay, well, you have been uh, employed and experienced racism and not spoken up about it. And, um, and that's not a good feeling. Right. And you have to trust that, uh, you will be provided for it. You know, you're, you know, um, you, you, you have to, you have to know who you are, right. You have to know, I, I am, I am talented. I am qualified. I absolutely am. I'm going to find another job. That's one side of it. But I also want to let my future employers know who they're getting. The authentic you. The authentic. And so I think at the time I put up <laughs> I put up a huge my um my profile photo was me with like a, a gigantic, you know, 1970s-esque afro, right? That's a great photo. That's the photo was that the, was the photo in Podcaster Inc. as well? Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh no, 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 no. Not that one, but that's another that's another one. Big hair. Right. I love that Thank photo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Because I want people to know, right? I mean, all that was missing in the, I'll, I'll show you the other one at some point. All that was missing from the, the one with the huge round Afro was a power fist, right. but, but it was deliberate. It was deliberate because I'm like, I am going to show up authentic. Um, I am not muting myself. Um, I am going to write posts that some might consider risky. Yep. Right. Um, but this is who I am. The message is going to be delivered. Um, and sometimes, sometimes, you know, <laughs> the people on the receiving end, they, they're, they're, they're not going to want to receive it. It's going to feel a little, little uncomfortable, uh, you know, as they swallow these, 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 these yeah. truths, but the, the truth sometimes, you know, you, you have to deal with them. Yeah. Right? But need saying that's the, that's the critical piece here, isn't it? As you say, yeah, the, the, uh, the voice has to speak up in relation yes. to this particular subject matter. Yeah. So, so shuttle me forward now. Where's, and I'm talking about you, the third person, Lisa, now, you know, here we are in 2022 <laughs> and with a smile on your face and we're having great fun on this podcast. We are. So how's this working for you? 
in terms of the journey overall yeah. how it was well the journey really around where you are now as regards the, the the direction you've taken the choices you've made the course you're on the purpose that you're living okay so i feel simultaneously more more energized and more exhausted than ever before <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's an upside and a downside downside okay you know it's called it's called doing the work for a reason because there there's work and there's a lot of it right yeah. i don't need to explain that to you um but in terms of my heart mind soul super energized super engaged um i know without a doubt that i am walking in my purpose there is no better feeling um and yes, you know, sometimes walking in your purpose means that you're going to be uh, you're going to get trolled online or you're going to be threatened online or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yep. But even with those downsides, even again, like I said, with the potential downside of, you know, maybe, you know, affecting my employment in the future or whatever it happens to be, um, it is so worth it. The journey has been and is everything. Um you know, I feel like I have begun to hit my stride because I, you know, the, the, the last couple of years that all, all of that was runway. All of that was runway for me. So watch out everyone. Watch out. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, 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 that's how I feel about it because there's so much more still to be done. So much more still to be done. And I want to be one of the people uh, to help do that right to help to help make the world a better i mean to help make the world a better place come on now that's that's a fantastic um wow a mission well it doesn't get any better than that does it lisa and and we know now don't we that people are working for organizations and they're looking to those large organizations to be more of a differentiator yes and make more of a change than the governments that lead us mm. and i use that word very loosely yes and so if that in that respect we're all responsible now for driving change not just internally but also making sure that we and the organizations that we create and that we work for are a force for good and that's why i wanted to have this conversation because i think that's absolutely paramount how are we actually going to be a force for good what is going to be the legacy that we leave behind it's not going to be the amount of dollars that we make or or shareholder returns it will be did we make a flipping difference did we make a difference, right? And were we were we consistent? Were we committed? Um, and did we really, uh, you know, walk walk the talk? Yeah. Right. And it comes down again. If each individual can look themselves in the eye and say, "Yes, I I did my part," then that adds to the collective of uplifting the world, making the world um, a better, happier, safer more inclusive place um and and you know th that is the goal where, where everybody feels you know is happy and feels and and is healthy and has all their needs met like that's the goal i mean we you know we're trying to get to self-actualization you know if we're talking about maslow and the, yeah <laughs> it's like, oh boy how do we get there i don't it's know like maslow maslow my brother <laughs> and, and and that's why with, you know, I think if I reflect my own way that, you know, over a hundred podcast episodes, what a privilege it's been all the way through this to chat to people like you. We would never have met Lisa. We would never right. uh, have, have chatted and, and instantly just said, yeah, let's do a podcast together. And, and here we are doing it. That just would never have happened. And, yeah. and I would I would be lesser for it. 
you know and, and, and i think that's and why likewise you know and, and I, i'm pretty sure that we'll stay connected and maybe we'll we'll meet at some point and we'll do something together and because i know you're curious and i'm curious and yes. if there was that one message i would leave forever at the moment is please 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 just be curious with the people that are around you regardless of where they come from what they look like just be curious because everyone's got the most amazing story and the most amazing set of capabilities you know and um thank you so much i mean i i absolutely echo everything that you just said um you know as you mentioned closer to the top of the show we, we met via both being featured in in podcaster inc and you know we we just we, we literally connected and it's 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 morphed into this right um pretty cool i don't though. know about you but you know I'm, I'm we're having this discussion now and like my you know with the energy the energy is fantastic you know so i feel energized i feel inspired um you know you're such a a positive force right you're a positive force and you're open i can tell you're open to okay like you said you you call it curious yeah. Right. Same same concept. You call it curious. I call it open. Uh, I, I can tell that you're open. And that that is kind of where a lot of change starts. Right. It's being able to look and say, hey, um, what do I what do I not know? Right. Realizing that you don't know everything, realizing that you can't possibly have every experience and being curious enough and open enough to say, hey, maybe I could reach out to this person, learn from this person um yeah and just seeing seeing where that journey takes you that's all part of it as well well I so think thank that, you that's pretty wonderful advice no thank you and thank you for not only the courage that you've demonstrated in what you're doing but also taking the time to to come and talk to me how do people get in touch with you so tell us a little bit about how people can listen to the uh the introvert sisters get uh connected with you to be part of the conversation because this is important um how help people understand that Okay, so the Introvert Sisters, like I said, is on Substack. Yep. Um, our name is the Introvert Sisters. Um, we also we're on we're on all the platforms on Instagram at the Introvert Sisters is our handle. Um, we're on Facebook. We're we're on all of the platforms. Um, it's we're also on LinkedIn as well. Yep. Again, our LinkedIn page is the Introvert Sisters, um, and so podcasting wise we're we're everywhere and that's how people can get in contact with us um for me personally um you and i are connected on linkedin so that you know linkedin works right linkedin linkedin always works right so look up look up lisa hurley on 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 linkedin uh, I, I, I'm trying to think what what it is. I think it's um, the Lisa Hurley or I am Lisa Hurley, but um, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty easy to find on on LinkedIn. Um, in terms of Instagram, my handle is Happy Happy Phoenix. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Random. There's random, a story right? there. Right. <laughs> Can I tell it? Super yeah. great. Super great. Go on, happy, happy Phoenix. I mean, you have to tell the story. You can't I have just to tell the story. Okay, the the shortest possible version is that it is meant to be a mantra. Right. It um, almost, I'm sure it is clear. It came out. I was going through some stuff. There was life stuff happening, and I thought, okay, where do you want to be? How do you want to feel? What experience do you want to have? Okay. So I was like, I want to be happy. I want to rise from the ashes. I like that. In fact, you know what? I want to be. I want to be doubly happy. <laughs> so, literally, happy, 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 happy Phoenix. Happy Phoenix. 
there you go. That's I, how it happened. I love that. There's always a story, which is which right. is great. So people know how to connect with you. And I, I was going to ask you a question: what, What's the best piece of leadership advice that you've given or received? But but I actually think you may have given it as part of of this episode. But I, I'll ask it again: Best piece of leadership advice that you've given or received that you think is is so pertinent right now for people? I would say inclusion is everything. And I, I would really like for leaders to expand their definitions, um, expand the definition of, of inclusion uh, to include um, in, introverts and others, yeah. right? There, there's going to be work that, that, that has to be done, right? But expand your definition of inclusion and in- inclusivity and really uh, play to the strengths of your team, right? Um, that's where the diversity comes in. Yes, yes, it is important to hire uh, diverse appearing people. But okay, what, what about their capabilities? What about how they show up in the world? Right? What about how they um, integrate into the team? And are you as a leader making it easy for them to do that? So that is what I would leave lead leave leaders with. And I think right? that's a wonderful piece of advice to put, put your inclusion into practice. Lisa, you've been an absolute superstar. Um, uh, things happen for a reason. So we were featured in that magazine together for a reason. We've connected now. We've done a podcast. It's all good, if you ask me. Thank you so much for being a superstar. Thank you, too. Thanks for having me. Take great care. We'll join us again next week for more tips and strategies on the Leadership Enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or our YouTube channel. And remember to get your daily learning to build success at www.insights.emeritus.org. Download the Insights app and start learning for free. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on all your major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.